Hello and welcome to the AIS Training Hall, where tonight it is the AIS versus the Dandenong Rangers. And while it is the final home game of the 2008-2009 season for this AIS roster, and uh, a number of girls will be making their final appearance in the AIS singlet for... Well, not only this year, but for their WNBL careers. And uh, joining us tonight from, well, from New South Wales, but also part of the new breed of AIS players, is Cassandra Mangos. I uh, hope I get that pronunciation right. Yes, you did. Thank you. And, uh, of course, being introduced tonight is your teammates, yes. the uh, AIS how has the week been since that Canberra game? You won the last quarter, and obviously that's a good way to finish off a, a game against the uh, number one team in the competition. Oh, definitely. Um, after um, the last quarter of that game, we felt like we were going in with a bit of momentum into the week's training, which I think we did. We had a pretty strong week um, on the court and in the weights gym, so um, hopefully we'll come out tonight and give it a real go. Well, the teams are about to pause for the national anthems. We'll hear from the coaches and then be back with the start of the game. Well, Dean, last home game on the home court uh, for 2008-2009. Uh, what have we got in store? Get a win here over Dandy? Oh, it'll be a good way to send out a few of our girls too. You know, they'll be their last game in an AOS uniform here as well. Um, we, uh, with our approach for this, we're definitely adopting a new style of game and we want to be up and down the floor. And You know, I think last week we showed some signs against the Caps with that and tonight is a similar thing. We want to get out... We match up reasonably well with this group. Like they're not a, a big, big team, but um, we know we they've come off great form too. So uh, we want to slow some of their stuff down, but we certainly want to get out in the open court. Now you get Alice back into the lineup now, so a bit more height, and that gives you a bit more variety. Oh, well, clearly, you know, look, Lizzie and Alice back in, and Alice gives a bit more versatility because she's you know quick in that position. Uh, Lizzie, obviously, with her strength and size inside, uh, we're not going to start her tonight, though. But we'll bring her off the bench and. Uh, she'll have an impact when she's out there. What we're really doing is trying to come after them early and, and really set a tone and then get Lizzie into the game when the tempo changes a, a fraction. Um, and we're hoping we can get some scoring punch with that. Now, you were playing well, what looked like Mexican standoff in uh, Tuggeranong last week. You didn't have Lizzie in the court and they looked like they were waiting for Lizzie to go on for Tracy to come on. Mm. Will we have any ducks and drakes like that tonight? Yeah, I'm not really sure why uh, Tracy... Well, I know why Lizzie wasn't playing. I'm not overly certain why uh, Tracy wasn't playing, but I'm sure they weren't holding the back just for Lizzie. Um, no, I think we'll be, uh, we're all above board tonight. We're all into it. All the best. Thanks, Russ. Well, Dale, the AIS tonight, what are you looking to get out of the game? Oh, hopefully a win. <laughs> you know, like uh, finally broke our, broke our losing streak last week against Perth, which was great for us. But, you know, we've, we've been playing pretty well this season. Like We've lost um, six games underneath four points, and it's just probably been... Little lapses at times during the game, only for one or two minutes. And, you know, against the good teams, we pay, pay the price. But, you know, Adelaide last Friday night, we played really well and, you know, just had a little lapse. We certainly came up against Perth and played very, very well. And so, you know, we're looking to consolidate that this weekend, first of all, with Institute night and hopefully tomorrow night against Sydney. You know when you're coming towards this part of the season, playoffs is out of the question. Mm. How hard is it to motivate the team and to get them up for these games now? Oh, look, it's been quite easy, really. Um, I've got to say that the, the, the great thing is, is that despite the fact that we've lost... Uh, a few games within a row, 
the girls have held it together really well, and I think that's probably a reflection of the youth that we've got within the group. They're enthusiastic. Um, they can see the big picture in regards to that. We're trying to build something for the future and that, and that you know, they, that they know that there's a really good opportunity for them here to, to set the foundation for us to be successful for a long period of time. So, you know, for them, we just got to keep keep on building in that and give give some uh, younger ones some experience, and they'll be better for the uh, for the experience again. And what about the uh, recruitment of Macker into another season? How's that one going? <laughs> uh, she's done, mate. She is done. Oh, you know, Emily with her body and that keeps in tremendous shape. She could probably play for another five years. But from a mental, mental point of view, it's time for her to sort of move on and to face some other things within her life and that. And she's got other, other interests outside of sort of playing and that. So, uh, look, she's just been, you know, a tremendous ambassador for the game and for Dan Long as well. And, you know, she's certainly having a very good season for us again too. But uh, she'll be sorely, sorely missed when she goes. And, look, she, she's just really enjoying her experience and more so enjoying playing with the young, exciting group we've got at the moment. And probably fitting, she finishes her uh, basketball career in Canberra on the AIS training hall. Well, yeah, well... Circle complete. Yeah, almost. almost like, uh, yeah, I mean, for her, she's, uh, you know, last time here in Canberra and last time in Sydney tomorrow night and then uh, last game at Dandong next week before we head down to Hobart and stuff. So, yeah, for her, it's. Uh, I think, you know, she's always thought coming in to the venue, it's the last time I'm coming here and that too, but, look, she's carried herself very, very well and, um, you know, we wish her all, all the best for the future. Well, we wish you all the best for the night. Thanks, mate. Well, with the coaches both hoping for victory tonight, it is going to be an interesting match-up indeed. And uh, Cass, uh, we mentioned about the good momentum that the team has had, but a little birdie told me that perhaps some of the uh, pressure upon these girls playing tonight at the end of the season, their last home game, is because of uh, five young and up-and-coming players into this team that are really uh, putting it to some of the veterans of the shoot trying to uh, perhaps wangle a spot out of them with uh, international games coming. Oh, well, definitely. I mean, all of us um, youngsters have come in with a pretty um, go-hard attitude, but, um, you know, these are girls, they've got the experience, so, you know, and they've got their games, so hopefully... But one thing we have seen develop throughout the year, and particularly since the Christmas break, is the IAS really going for that running push, push, up the floor, fast break game. And uh, that is something that, well, particularly when you've got Liz and uh, Alice in the in the paint, you don't normally expect to see a team that's got a, some good tall post players. But you are try, really trying to push that now because that's what you're going to need in international basketball. Oh, oh definitely. Um, our coach, Dean, he really pushes um, the running game because that's what we're best at. And we try and we want to play the game at our pace and not our oppositions. And... Um, well, like, I mean, normally the other teams are a lot stronger physically than us, like being older. So um, that's what we try and aim for every game to get our running game going. Well, the team's about to break out for the jump ball here at the start of this final game, round 17 of the Australian Defence Force WNBL. And the starters for the AIS tonight will be Harrington Island coming Jerry and Madgen uh, with the starters. Well, most of these starters from the Dandenong Rangers spent some time at this institute. Emily McInerney in the centre circle, Evsery, Benningfield, Hunt and Pro. Uh, yes, that's Faith Prost, isn't it? In the centre, well, just on the outside. Yes, it is Prost. So both teams ready now, although scoreboard technicalities just slowing us up for the moment. And we'll be away with tonight's match. And uh, 
Well, I guess you're looking forward to that first game next year where you could be uh, standing out there. Oh, definitely. Just watching these girls play, it is, it, well, it really does inspire us all and we're all really excited to get into next season. AAS win the jump ball. Girl goes back in the backcourt. Arrington brings it forward now around the arc, eventually into the hands of Madgan. She tries the three-point bomb and Ireland cleans up with the rebound. Back around the arc to the left side. Jerry fakes the three, takes on Benningfield. Ball... Oh, the pass, trying to get to Madgen. McInerney saves it, but throws it back infield. Finds, finds Harrington. Harrington goes back to Madgen. Coming, cutting hard at the basket against her old team. And it's not going to land. Hunt brings the ball up the floor. Hunt, of course, here last year. The 1-2 with Esri. They know these floors and rings very well. And the 1-2 not paying off. Still nil all in the first minute of this matchup. Ball outlet from Madgen to Ireland. Round the arc, it goes to Cumming. Now Jerry, big three-point bomb off the back of the iron. Madgen and McInerney both wrestling for the ball and Madgen will be called for the first foul. It looked like a pretty soft one to be called very early in the game there. Oh, definitely. But um, you've got to give the girls a little chance to rough it up a bit there under the paint, but yeah. that's all right. <laughs> Hunt brings it into the front court now as Madden gets her first foul. Pross on the left-hand side, goes all right lane, gives it off to McInerney. She leaves the jump shot short and it will be Jerry who brings the ball down the floor. Jerry pulls up at the arc left side, then works it round Madgen, then off to Cumming. Cumming cut at the basket. She gets the bucket to land and will go to the line for the bonus. And it is Pross, uh, Prost who will have the first foul called against Dandenong. So the 33 there, just going in a bit late. And coming, now we'll have a chance to extend the lead to three points to nil. But amazing, we've got a minute 20 seconds into this quarter before the first score. As Hunt brings the ball down the floor... Goes to McInerney. McInerney left side to Hunt on the 45 degrees, still outside the arc. Dumps off. Back to McInerney now, who goes over the top to Benningfield. Back to McInerney. 18-foot jump shot is good. And, well, Macca can certainly hurt a team. She's so well-known as a defender, but uh, oh, when she gets her chops on, she can really knock down some big shots. As Ireland goes right side to, Mac, uh, to Cummings. Cummings. Back to Jerry. Jerry pushes it round Ireland now on the left-hand side. And it's in the hands of Harrington. Back to the top of the arc. And it's uh, Ireland. Ireland running out of time. She eventually, oh, banks it in from the free throw line. And uh, Lux of Fortune there, 5-2. It's a fantastic crossover there by Kelsey Ireland. She uh, worked hard, but the uh, clock was counting down. Plenty of pressure on. Benningfield just takes it to the basket, leaves it short. Jerry with a strong rebound. will bring it down the floor, pushes it up to Cumming. Cumming takes on Prost. Oh, the layup goes over the bucket. And eventually it's uh, tapped out over the baseline by the AIS. But certainly the AIS pushing it hard and getting results at the moment. Oh, definitely. As Hunt now. Brings the ball down the floor, watched by Harrington, goes right side to Esri on the right wing. Back to Prost, Prost finds Benningfield, back to Prost. Right up the top of the arc is McInerney, finds Hunt all alone in the corner. Hunt pulls the trigger and that's a big three-pointer. Five points apiece, seven minutes and ten seconds left to go in the first term. Coming now, left side, gets it over to Jerry. Jerry back to coming, coming in the paint from the left elbow. Well, leaves it short, picks up her own rebound and resets the uh, shot clock. 
Now Madgen from the right-hand corner, drives the lane, goes out left past to Cumming, who gets it back to Harrington. And, uh, well, she's not scared to pull the trigger out there in three-point land. Definitely not. And fantastic Bora voice there from the girls. As McInerney now, left side, gets it to Esri. Esri drives hard, pulls up the cherry stripe, knocks down the two. Eight points to seven. And this is really a run-and-gun game, Cass. Oh, definitely. And Katie, Katie Ray, she definitely knows the rings on these courts. Yes, indeed. Harrington goes back. Now coming. Oh, coming. Not afraid to take it to the basket. Outlet pass out the back door. Jerry has to find it. Gives it inside to Harrington. Harrington puts up a nice jump shot. And is that what's her form been like during the week? Oh, um, she was set back a little bit. Um, She's just had a little bit of a sickness going on, but um, she's come out strong in this game, which is definitely a good thing for the team. Full of confidence. Ten points to six as the foul has been called on the AAS. Underneath the rings, it was Rachel Jarry who gets the first foul called on her, and that will send Benningfield to the line. Ten-six with six minutes left to go in the first term, and also stepping off the court, Ireland just getting rotated, and Kate Gaze steps in for her first minutes in what will be her final home game. Yes, it will. She's been here for a while, Kate Gay, so um, yeah, she'll be leaving us, but she's definitely had a, a very good time here at the AIS. There's <laughs> Benningfield. Second shot's on its way. And it's ten points to seven. One from two made as all the pass. Uh, Madgen in real trouble now. Double teamed. Esri and Hunt working on her. She has to go long. Fines coming. Now Harrington. She had a chance to pull the trigger on the three-point shot as Caitlin Ryan steps into the game for her first minutes for Dandenong. Ryan already taps it down to Benningfield as the shot by Cumming was uh, a bit short. And it is Hunt now. Bring it down the right wing. Back to Ryan. Ryan goes left side. Benningfield. Then it's Esri. Esri now attacks the basket, gets up to coming. Oh, great defence by coming that time, Cass. Yes, is Madgen now. Oh, working hard. But eventually she runs out of room and it's uh, going to be a turnover over the baseline. Cumming just made it so hard, just got rock solid in the drive lane from uh, Esri that time. And Esri, she put up a shot, but it really just went over the outstretched hand of coming. 10-7, AIS with the lead, 5 minutes 16, through hands on the left-hand side, then to McInerney on the right elbow, back outside to Benningfield. Benningfield puts up a shot from about 16 feet, and it doesn't fall. Harrington pushes inside to Cambridge now. Cambridge, oh, nice little turn on the lane, and yeah. that's the big advantage of having a tall girl like Liz. Oh, and definitely, it helps to have the guards who can get the ball in there as well. That was a fantastic feedback, Heron. As it is... Esri now going to Benningfield, right side, left side, Ryan. Gaze watching Ryan. Ryan just oh, puts it on the dribble, tried to get a screen up, and Gaze just, uh, well, with a lazy hand. She had the strong hand putting up the uh, defence, but then just a lazy hand that actually got in there and slapped uh, Ryan on the uh, drive. Yeah, but that, that was a, um, a fairly good um, um, go at splitting the defence by Ryan, so... It will be Gaze's first personal foul. It's Jerry, Madgen and Gaze all with fouls. Inbound ball goes to Ryan who drives baseline or the bounce pass. Benningfield has to go back and get it. Easily gets around Cambridge. Ball was in the hole. Rattles out and Joy who steps in for her first minutes comes up with the rebound. Gives it back to Ireland who's also subbed back in. Ireland works around the arc to the left then goes back to Joy. Right side now Gaze has, uh, well, 
Harrington. Of course, uh, she, Kieran Harrington has uh, had some back troubles. Uh, she was in a lot of pain in the Friday night uh, match and played through the pain on Sunday. And uh, I guess that's what you were actually talking about when you said she's not been in the best mm. of health. Yeah, she hasn't, but um, she's definitely one of the fighters in our group, so it's no surprise that she's out there now. Caitlin Cunningham is out there for Danny Nong, has the ball in her hand. She's being watched by Cambridge, goes to McInerney, handoff from McInerney to Hunt as they try to keep this ball in motion. 15 seconds left on the shot clock. It's Cunningham. Cunningham backing around. Big sky hook and banks it in from Caitlin. 12 points to 9 here is the AAS lead with 3.45. It's Rosie Malt who's out there now. Gets into the ball. Ball to Ireland. Ireland though he tries to push the pass into Cambridge and Hunt comes up with a steal. Uh, Downey who's also just gone out there loses control of the ball but Cunningham's there to get it back to Hunt. Hunt puts up a big three point bomb off the back of the iron and it is into the hands of Cambridge who picks up the rebound. Gives it off to Gaze to bring it into the front court. Now to Ireland on the left hand side. Pushes it to Malt on the right 45. Back to the top of the arc or Joy leaves it behind. Hand off to Gaze. Now oh Ryan just copped an elbow in the head. The shot from Gaze was downtown and short and now Downey pushes it up. Ryan inside to uh, to Cunningham. The shot doesn't land, but uh, N- Nicole Island just, not Nicole Island, it's Kelsey Island, just a little <laughs> bit late with the uh, contact there. And uh, whilst it will send Cunningham to the line, it uh, just didn't need to be fouling in that spot. Oh no, the girls just needed to pick up their um, defensive transition there a bit and they would have been alright, but... Three minutes and two seconds as the timeout has been called by Dean Kinsman and... Uh, well, what do you think Dean's saying to the team at the moment? Their shooting percentage for the AS fairly healthy at 45%, and uh, they've got 5 from 11, where Danny Nong, 4 from 11, 36%. Just that one shot, the, uh, the difference on percentage there. But uh, 1 from 4, the AS really looking to get that outside game working. Oh, definitely. Um, I think Dean would be pretty happy with um, where they're at at the moment. They've got the lead, which is a very good thing at this stage. Oh, just had one of the uh, patrons here tripping over in front of us there so that's a bit of a worry but uh, one good thing you're 100% at the free throw line and with Steph coming making the uh, bonus and then one from two is Dandenong Harrington with five points coming with three for the AS one assist for coming and one steal for coming the rebounds well as you'd imagine a couple of them sharing the rebounds around for the AIS at the moment. It is Jerry and Madgen, both with two apiece. So uh, it's Cunningham at the line as we come out of the timeout and she makes the first. So the second on its way. It's good as well. She was happy with that as immediately as it left the hand, Caitlin. She turned and ran. Cambridge now. Oh, half court. Caitlin Ryan just outsized there and uh, was just careless to uh, cop that foul. Yes, it's definitely a, a, a fairly pointless foul um, during a stage in the play like that. Yeah, but when you're matching up on Liz, it is uh, always yeah. a bit of a mismatch. Yeah. As uh, Ireland from downtown, top of the arc, AIS really finding that open player regularly. They're getting a bit Liz focused from Daniel and uh, trying to double team her in the paint. Oh, definitely. Um, that extra pass is something we've really been focusing on in training. So, 
as Ryan now tries to back into the paint on Gaze. Gets around Gaze and, oh, Kate Gaze, her second personal foul in the first quarter. Two minutes and 30 seconds left and Jerry and coming to sub in for Gaze and, is it Cambridge or Joy that's going to come off? It's uh, Michelle Joy. So, it's sort of a force rotation and then a standard rotation in mm. the play there, so... Don't want Gazy on too many fouls this early in the game, so... Mm. Now, what has the feeling been like for you guys coming into the program? Five new girls coming in, and uh, obviously to replace the five girls that are graduating, but uh, how has the reception been? Oh, it's been good. It's been... All of the girls have been so welcoming to us, and, um, you know, it's been really good settling. We settled down very well and pretty quickly, so... Learning your way around Canberra and... Oh, definitely. We've spent like the past fortnight or so just learning the ropes of the place and now we're feeling comfortable and... Ireland pushes the pass up to Cambridge and Cunningham. Oh, just put a soft hand in the back of Cambridge. So the bucket will count and Cambridge will go to the line to shoot the extras. 17-13, as uh, whilst we were talking there, it was uh, the bonus two points added from the free throw line and uh, well Caitlin Cunningham gets her first she's got a scar under the uh, left eye there I hadn't had a chance to ask Caitlin what that was about but oh Cunningham just tried to hand off to Todd Hunter and Ireland got in there spilt the ball from Todd Hunter and the AIS are going to have another crack at it 17 to 13 the AIS lead as Cambridge sits down Cunningham also sitting down. Benningfield comes back out and it will be Alice uh, Kunick for her first minute. She gets the ball now as it works around the arc to the left-hand side. Coming over the top, inside to Kunick and she makes the basket. That'll give her a lot of confidence because she's been sitting on the bench for a few weeks now injured. Oh, definitely. Um, she's um, come back um, fairly strong from her injury. Um, got back into the training recently and so it's good as she can get out there now and give us a go. Inside to Benningfield and Jerry will get her second personal foul. Benningfield just taking good position down the low post and uh, Rachel just came in a bit late and put on the bump. The shot will count and send Benningfield to the line for the bonus. Jerry subs out for Madgen and uh, that's a bit of a worry with uh, Jerry and also Gaze both on two fouls apiece. Plus, you're in the bonus already with the AS having uh, seven fouls against him in the first quarter. Mm, yeah, well, Dean won't be happy with that. He'll probably be hoping that little girls will um, pick that up a bit, get their defence, get there earlier to the defence, and so hopefully they can pick that up. The bonus made. Oh, and Caitlin Ryan, she almost dispossessed Rosie Malta. The ball comes back with Cunningham. Connect sets up for a three. Quick transition, Benningfield goes down to Hunt and now Steph Cumming has her first personal foul as uh, she was just trying to get in front of Hunt but uh, Nicole Hunt has got such quick, such wheels getting down the court. It was always going to be a tough job to get past her. She definitely does and if we don't, um, if we don't have our D-trans down pat from the very beginning as soon as um, the ball's turned over then we've got no chance of catching Nicole Hunt. Hunt goes to the line now to shoot too as... Uh, well, now we're up to eight fouls for the quarter and that is a, a major concern for Coach Kinsman. Hunt makes the first. 
In fact, no, my apologies, she missed both. Benningfield got the rebound, tried to put it back up. Malt tried to tap the rebound away. Hunt puts it back up again. Eventually, Kunek comes up with it, gives it to Madgen. Madgen pushes down to Malt. Malt on the 45, goes cross-court to Ireland. There's time to set for the three, perhaps too much time. Madgen pulls down the rebound. Hunt falling over, almost knocked Madgen over. Malt now around the arc, through Hans Cummings, then... To Ireland, back to coming now, left 45, Madgen jacks the three, it's off the front of the island, oh, McInerney puts a long pass out in front of Hunt, but Cummings reading the play well, and it will, well, eventually be a turnover as uh, Steph Cummings looks like he was trying to hit me rather than Ted Madgen. <laughs> Inbound ball from McInerney, AIS in the last uh, few moments has just looked a little bit at sixes and sevens in offence, haven't had... Uh, the composure that they would like. 19 to 16 as Dandenong now in the front court. Esri to McInerney, top of the arc. Benningfield underneath the basket. Oh, Kunek has been called for the foul. No, Madgen's been called for the foul. And that, of course, will send Benningfield to the line once again. And, uh, well, frustrating for the coach when uh, those sort of fouls are getting called. Oh, definitely, because they just are. Well, there's a little lazy fouls and you really need to get there on um, plays like those. Banningfield with four points. Leading scorer for Dandenong at the moment. Makes the first and uh, that's probably good news for her because so far she was uh, two from three from the line. Well, that's not as bad as what I thought it was. Next shot. Makes it for, oh, misses the second. Ball in the hands of Madgen who pushes it long. Cumming comes down with it in the front court. 22 seconds left to go. 17 seconds on the shot clock now as Malt bounce past to Ireland. Ireland gets past Hunt. Inside to Madgen, outside to Malt. Malt goes back top of the arc to Ireland. Ireland back to Cumming. Cumming, oh, dumps off to Madgen in the corner. Madgen drives baseline, just can't get the ball to drop as the tried to bank it in there. And in fact, uh, no, shot clock violation in the end by the AIS. So one minute and four seconds, ball goes to half court. Nicole Hunt, who's a specialist at the half court uh, bucket, tries to get it up there but just runs out of time. And at the first break, it is 19 points to 17 in favour of the AIS. Well, the AIS can be happy they've got the lead, but just looked a, a little bit out of sorts towards that last three or four minutes of the quarter. Yeah, they started to rush their game a bit, lost a bit of their poison composure that they had in the um, in the majority of that quarter at the beginning. But um, Dean will be probably be talking to them about that now, and hopefully they can come out in the second quarter with that same composure again. The good the good news is that they've had their opportunities. They've had 19 shots, shooting at 42 percent. Dandenong, on the other hand, have only had 15 shots. They're shooting at 33 percent. And uh, the AS, well, you're not scared to pull the trigger outside the arc. Two from eight so far in the game where Dandenong have only had the two attempts from outside yet to hit a bucket. But sending your opposition to the line 11 times for seven points is a real concern. Definitely, and Dean might be talking to them about that now as well with just a few of their um, lazy fouls just getting there a bit late on the plays, but he'll definitely be happy with their um, 42% field goals. As we look at some of the other stats now, points in the paint, the AIS with 10 points to 2, and uh, that was certainly helped along by Liz getting out there. She's chimed in 4 points already, as Ireland has 5, along with uh, Harrington also with 5. 3 points for coming, 
and two points for Alice Koenig. So that's the AS score sheet at the moment. Uh, looking at top scorers for Dandenong, it's Benningfield with five, four points for Cunningham, then it's two points apiece to Ryan, uh, McInerney, Hunt and also Esri. So Dandenong with the ball to restart the second quarter. Ryan goes to Hunt in the backcourt, goes back to Ryan on the right wing. Malt watching her, McInerney out there. She gets the ball now. Left side goes to Hunt. Hunt goes inside to Benningfield. Connect watching her. Esri, good flash cut to the basket there. Yes, fantastic back, back cut there. And I think our girl just lost sight of a player. As Malt now in the corner goes round the arc. Eventually it's to Madgen on the left-hand side. Oh, but Madgen tried to get the pass to Koenig, but McInerney just too strong in defence. Oh, Ryan brings the ball down. It was a, a lucky pass to get to McInerney there. McInerney cross-court to Ryan for three. It was, would have been a big downtown three. McInerney trying to chase down the rebound. Malt has it. It was a bit of soccer for a while there as Ireland drives in. Bounce pass over to Malt. Malt from the baseline. That's a good composing, uh, a good shot to get to get some composure back. Oh, definitely. That was a fantastic um, driving dish there from Kelsey Island. As over the top, Hunt gives the ball to McInerney, who's on the arc. She works to the left elbow, hand off to Ryan. Ryan at the right elbow, kicks out to Esri. She leaves it short, and it's Madgen now who brings the ball straight down the floor, drives the right lane, and McInerney slapping the ball out of Madgen's hand. As she hits the floor, the ball's over the baseline and it's a, a sub-palooza here. Uh, how disconcerting is it when you have three subs coming into the game like we've just seen with uh, Cambridge, Gaze and also Harrington coming back out onto the floor? It, does it really take a lot to get the structure back together if you're one of the girls out on the floor and you just see three people turn up on your doorstep? Um, well, it definitely um, changes uh, the game a bit. I mean, if he's subbing three people, um, three different people into the game, then he's probably um, looking to get a different look into the game. So it would be a little difficult to adjust to if you were the other, the opposing team. Here we call that the Jackson play. Inbound ball to Gaze, who knocks down another two. And the AIS out to a four-point lead, 23-19, with eight minutes and 25 seconds left to go in the half. Hunt now, left 45, goes to Benningfield, who drives baseline. And you could raffle that one off both uh, Liz and Alice getting in there, but getting in there late as Benningfield had really made a good baseline drive. Yeah, and that's a fantastic feed there by Nicole Hunt. Yes. As uh, it will be the second personal foul now for Alice Koenig. And I guess that's one of the difficulties when you've had that period out of the game, like she has, getting back to that pace. And it's one thing to practice with you guys, but it's a different thing to be in that game situation. Yeah, well, that's to be expected to come out and just, if you've been out, just to um, come back out just a little flat. But um, hopefully um, give her a quarter in the game and she'll be fine. As Benningfield knocks down the bonus, it's a one-point ball game here at the training hall. As Harrington now gets it into the front half, goes left side to Madgen. Madgen now looking around. Joy is there, open on the outside. Over the top they go to Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge leaves the shot short, but I think Benningfield's going to be called for her second personal foul. And uh, Benningfield, oh, sorry, that's her first. Eight minutes left to go in the half, and it. Well, 
It, it's just once again the intimidation of such a tall player in the post. You, you, you feel like you have to do something. Oh, and it's such an advantage to have a body like that in the paint. I mean, regardless of the defence, she just has such a height advantage over them and there's not really much you can do about it when she's that close to the basket. Unfortunately, didn't finish it off with the first of the two free throws. Second one is in and it's back out to a two-point ball game. 24-22 as McInerney and Hunt restart it for Dandenong. Eight minutes left. Benningfield on the left, 45. Goes to the top of the arc, gives it to McInerney. She had to reach to get it. Pulls it down, goes to Hunt. Hunt to Esri. Esri gets away from Madgen. Jacks one up at the top of the key. And it doesn't land. Joy and Harrington raffling it out in defence. Oh, Harrington taking on the drive. And, uh, well, they really outstepped Hunt that time. Oh, they did. Um, Karen's got some quicks of her own, so... It will be Hunt's first personal foul and uh, good news for the AIS is they've got the foul count the right way. It's one to two here as oh, Gaze jacks up a big three. Hunt pulls down the rebound and of course uh, Nicole and Kate know each other's game well from a couple of years here. Benningfield over the top of Cambridge and it looks like Liz is just starting to tire a little bit at this stage. As Harrington now brings the ball down Kicks off to Joy. Joy goes to Madgen, who's on the little right 45. Back to Gaze. Left side is Harrington. Harrington back to Gaze. Seven seconds left on the shot clock. Madgen. Oh, got a good screen that time, which opened up the lane. Going in, driving hard baseline. She rolled it back out to Cambridge, who'd taken up the uh, right-hand elbow, and eventually it dropped in. Yeah, that was a fantastic... Um, Madgen did a great job of um, drawing the extra defensive player there, and... Did a good job of dishing that out to Liz there. Hunt tried to go a long cross-court pass. It was a little bit too high for Papavis, who's just come out for Dandenong, and AIS will have the ball. 26-25, 6 minutes 14, as Madgen on the right, 45, over the top. Oh, Les Cambridge, lucky not to get a foul that time, as Benningfield was hard into the arms as she was receiving that, but Benningfield eventually coming up with the rebound. Hunt goes back to Benningfield. Now it's Papavis. Papavis, oh, Joy went up, got off the ground, and that allowed Papavis to drive. Foul, oh, travel called on Michelle Joy. We've seen that a lot in the last few weeks. A lot of the girls just taking off before they can get that dribble started. Yeah, I think that it's just um, developing a few little bad habits in training, but um, Dean's trying to stamp them out at the moment, so... Hopefully we can clean that up a bit from last game, from the last game that we had. Well, it's a one-point difference here as Dandenong go for their first timeout of the game. And what do you think, Dale Roger? Uh, what do you think Dale is saying? Dale Walters is saying to that Dandenong team. Um, well, at the moment he's probably. Um, He's, he would probably um, want them to um, stick with their running game because um, our defensive transition, transition hasn't been um, quite um, quick enough this game. So, and when they, they've been getting their fast breaks, they've been getting um, good, very good looks of it. So he might be um, telling them to do that a bit. Probably um, they've been um, doing a good job on Liz so far. They've muscling her around down there in the paint, which is probably good, and he probably want to stick with that as well, trying to get her out of the paint, out of where she's most comfortable. And what's Dean saying to you, your teammates? Um, well, he'd probably um, 
definitely be telling them to um, stick with their composure because when they lose their poise and their control, that's when they get a bit flustered and frustrated with themselves. So he'd be reiterating that to the girls now. One point, the difference here with 6 minutes and 17 seconds left to go in the half. 26-25 at the training hall. It's Gaze Cambridge, Madgen, Joy and Harrington up against Hunt, McInerney, Bennyfield, Pampavis and Prost coming back out now for Dandenong. Bennyfield has the ball. Ooh, tried to drive on Cambridge. Didn't work. Outlet to Hunt. Back to McInerney on the perimeter. Oh, Prost again. Again, we've seen the AS girls leaving their feet feet on a pump fake and that has allowed their, their opponent to just work around them. Yeah, that's one thing that we definitely need to concentrate on is staying down low and just using our hands to get a hand up on that shot and not allowing them to rip and drive. Yes, and of course, with that bucket... Dandenong take the lead and I think that's the first lead change of the game in fact it is so uh, that is a, a real concern for Dean Kinsman as coming comes in for Joy and Madgen sits down as uh, Rachel Jarry steps back out for the AIS. Jarry all oh, the inbound pass McInerney getting a hand on it she gets it across to Hunt Hunt sets up, oh, Pavavis driving baseline, takes on Cambridge and gets it to drop. That was an ambitious move. Oh, definitely. Not many girls would take on a six foot seven girl like that, but she did it and she did it well. As it's Harrington working around the perimeter now, Hunt goes to her eventually. Jerry goes to Gaze. Gaze didn't have anyone for a moment. Cambridge inside and it uh, will be a foul. I think it'll be called on... Uh, Oh, they put a two up. Benningfield, okay, picks up her second personal as Downey and Todd Hunter check in for Papavis and Hunt. So Benningfield now on two fouls, still not a real problem, but uh, if you want to get one of their star imports out of the game, better have two before the end of the halftime. It was a very um, aggressive move there by Liz Cambridge. She really muscled hard under there to get the shot up. One thing about her, she is determined. Definitely. Makes the first. Oh, you could hear a pin drop. Second one's hard off the back of the iron, but coming pulls it down. Gaze, cross court to Jerry. Jerry drives on Benningfield. It gets, oh, can't get the finger roll over the top of McInerney. And she comes down with the ball. Goes left to Todd Hunter, who drives down that left-hand wing. Setting up down, he goes to the corner. Yeah, base slide to Benningfield, outside to Downey, McInerney, Todd Hunter drives at the baseline but coming stops the progress. Cross court now to Downey, cross back to McInerney, Gaze, oh just didn't get her hands up in the way but the air ball from McInerney, Jerry comes down with the rebound, eventually from the double team, taps it on to Harrington. Harrington goes to Gaze. I thought Cambridge almost stretched out and pulled that one in. Has Harrington in the paint. And uh, Harrington trying to go inside that time. Pushing found on Benningfield. And, well, that's uh, exactly where you want Benningfield to be, sitting on three fouls now. Oh, definitely. There's, for sure, there's a, there's a battle going on there underneath between Benningfield and Cambridge at the moment. But it looks like, for the moment, Cambridge is coming out on top. 27-29. And it's all tied up. 29 points apiece. Three, uh, four minutes and 36 seconds. And Cunningham back out on the floor for Dandenong with Benningfield checked out. Oh, sorry, it's not tied up. 
Lids only made one from two. So McInerney now to Prost. Prost goes to Cunningham, right elbow. Back out to Prost. Now to McInerney. McInerney, Downey. Downey inside to Cunningham. And Cunningham caught on the travel as she nailed that little jumper from the baseline. Jerry now inbounds the ball to Harrington. Harrington goes to Cummings. Coming over the top to Cambridge. Oh, that was a beautiful feed, wasn't it? Oh, definitely. That lob pass is something they're really looking to get into Liz. And it is 30-29. AS back in front. Prost now. Working round the arc to the left. McInerney top. Back to Prost. Left side's Downey. Downey goes back to McInerney. It's then Todd Hunter on the right. Todd Hunter tries to take on Gaze. Over the top. Cunningham's not afraid of the three. And she knocks it down. Well, you don't expect the big girls to go for them that far out, but uh, Cunningham does like it. Cambridge, anything you can do, Caitlin, I can do better. She knocks that from the baseline and on the inbound pass. Well, Harrington reads it well, gives it to Gaze. Now it's to coming. 33-31, AIS with the lead, 3-22, and Prost getting a hand on the pass from Jerry, knocks it out over the side. So uh, it's been a real rally here by the AIS. Oh, definitely. They've come out. Um, they've come out pretty strong here now at the moment after they got that um, those few subs in, and which is good for us. Esri and also Ryan come in for Dandenong. Ireland come in for the AIS. Inbound that lob from oh, that lob from coming to Cambridge is successful again, and uh, well. Liz doesn't seem to worry about who's on her tonight. She's uh, drawing the fouls out and that is going to put Cunningham on two personal fouls. And <laughs> Once you've got Benningfield and Cunningham in foul trouble like you have now, it's uh, taking your two biggest defenders out of Dandenong. Oh, definitely. And even they're re- really not big enough to match Liz, so they're two players that um, Dandenong really needs out on the floor at the moment. AIS won the first quarter 19-17. to It's now 14 points apiece in this second quarter. AIS is still shooting at 49%, but Dandenong has started to lift their shooting percentage now, and uh, that, of course, is a concern because it means they're getting better looks. And before, you were not you were making them take a shot from a tough position. Yeah, so that probably means our defence is just dropping off a bit. The girls might be getting a little bit tired, might be lacking the energy that they and the spark that they had in the um, first quarter, but um, hopefully they'll be able to um, push that out for the for the rest of this half and then into the second half. And the other huge thing that we haven't mentioned, that was the fifth team foul. In fact, it was the sixth team foul, uh, Cunningham foul on Liz Cambridge. The AIS only one team foul against you. So uh, for a change, you get to walk the line for the next three minutes if anyone else fouls you. Oh, that's defi- it's definitely um, a great turnaround from the first quarter and there's still well, three minutes and 17 seconds left to go. So we'll have, hopefully we'll have a few chances at the stripe. Well, perhaps Dale Waters trying to ice the shooter here, as he called that timeout. Returning to the floor, Cambridge, Harrington, it's Jerry, Island and Cumming. For Dandenong, it is Cunningham, Prost. Then you have Todd Hunter, Ryan and Esri. First shot. Oh, that just looked good out of the hand from Cambridge. 34-31. Second shot's on its way, and it's all net as well. 
So uh, if you're thinking, well, maybe we'll send Cambridge to the line because uh, she gets less from the line than free throws uh, than from the field. She's turning that form around and another turnover as the pass went straight to Steph Cumming. I know she was a Dandenong Ranger in the very first year in the WNBL, but uh, she's been wearing blue for a little while now as the shot goes up. Bumps off the iron. Jerry gets it back and we've got a whistle off the play. And I know that uh, Jerry and Esri were having a bit of a wrestle there, but perhaps it was a shot clock I think what happened was the shot clock, the, the, I don't know if the ball hit the ring from that shot, but the uh, bench has reset the shot clock. So I think that's what the whistle is for. Alright, so it's going to be AHS ball from the side. All I can think was a shot clock uh, situation there. Inbound ball lows long to Harrington. Harrington watched by Ryan. Coming, cutting baseline, but then gets it on the 45 outside the arc. Goes back to the left side. Oh, Harrington takes it all the way. And now that's another big foul because Harrington goes to the line and uh, Caitlin Ryan has her second. Well, that's good because um, they've, got a, they've done a very good job of um, drawing the fouls from the girls so far. And um, well, hopefully they'll be able to get a few, few more of their girls in foul trouble before the um, end of the half. Harrington, bit too hard on the shot there, straight off the back of the iron. Second shot on its way. Oh, it's off the iron as well. Jerry tried to pull it down, but Esri knocks it out of her hands and gets it into the front court with Ryan. Todd Hunter puts the dribble, just works around the perimeter to the right-hand side. Trying to go to Cunningham, and Cunningham's been caught on the travel there. It was good work by Harrington to get a hand in the lane that time that deflected the ball and it meant that Caitlin had to change her mind on what she was going to do, which got her moving before the dribble. Yeah, that was um, great defensive pressure there by the AIS girls, which um, caused the travel. Two minutes and 23 seconds left. Harrington has it left side. Ireland, Jerry coming, coming, puts the ball on the floor. Oh, they've got McInerney out of position now, so they quickly try to go inside to Cambridge and... Well, that number six ball is a little bit more prone to getting stuck on the back of the iron and the backboard as Cunningham, frustrated, (laughs) eventually knocks it down because Caitlin is a dunker too, by the way. She hasn't done it in a game, but she does it training from time to time. So she's got a great vertical leap on her. Ireland jacks up the shot. Cunningham pulls down the rebound, pushes it to Esri. Esri down the left wing. Gets to the charity stripe, outlet pass to McInerney, then goes to Ryan. I'd like to see McInerney take some shots here. It's not just because uh, she can hit a big three. Mm. And that was uh, a great skip pass there from her teammate. It was. It got her open. It but did. Uh, she just missed that one jump shot early in the first quarter and you can pack up, pack up tonight. She won't hit another one. Or she, she probably won't attempt another one. Esri puts it in the air. It's off the iron. McInerney flips it back to Esri. She puts up a three-point shot that time. Ball cuts. It's the floor. Jerry wrestling with Todd Hunter. And Todd Hunter, I think, will be called for the foul. It's her first personal, but it's the long walk Rachel Jerry gets to make. Down. And Those are the sort of fouls that the... Um, girls want to draw at the moment the easy ones from the backcourt that they just can get um, the free throws off. Because mm. you're getting to build up a lead here. Oh, I say that as Jerry hits the back of the iron too hard. 
as uh, Hunt and also who just walked out there then? Hunt and Ryan, no? Well, Nicole Hunt is back out there for the moment. As it goes to Hunt now. Left side. Oh, Cunningham. Big shot that time. She was just a step inside the three-point arc on the left and nailed it down. 35-33, and whilst you're getting some trips to the line, you're not capitalising on it on the scoreboard. Um, no, that's definitely something we do need to um, connect on is, that, is those free throws since the girls are getting so, much, so many um, opportunities at them. As coming, tries to drag up the three, doesn't fall. Todd Hunter brings it back down the floor for Danny Nong, gives it to Ryan. Ryan goes right side to Hunt. McInerney now being watched by Combridge. Combridge is getting in the passing lane again well, and McInerney's pass goes awry. Cunningham hits the deck as Harrington goes cross-court to Cumming. Cumming cross-court to Jerry. Back to to Harrington. Inside to Ireland. Outside to Cumming. And she eventually knocks down the shot. So fantastic pump pump fake there from um, Stephanie. She got Cunningham up in the air and just went straight around her. Oh, Caitlin Cunningham looking like she's in a lot of pain here now. Looks like it might be the right knee. So we've got a, a, a bit of a stoppage there. As I didn't see what happened. She hit the ground in the middle of the floor, but um, she also fell over just over the baseline. As, uh, well, was there a tech foul called on that? Steph coming at the line. She misses the first, misses the second as well, and now Harrington's going to... So I, I missed how they called that, that foul. So did I, Craig. The girls are only at um, 43% of their um, free throws at the moment. so That's, that's from the line. Yeah. Coming misses both, but the AIS get the ball back inside the last minute. Inside to Jerry. Oh, Caitlin Ryan's fallen over now. The pass to Jerry isn't converted. Hunt runs out of room as the Ryan passed the ball in front of uh, Hunt, hoping that she'd have the wheels to get onto it. 24.4 seconds. So it's just a bit more than one possession now, Cass. Are you going to run this play down till single figures or are you going to hit the open shot immediately? Well, the um, shot clock and um, game clock are almost in sync, but... Um, oh. oh, Jerry in the paint there just got caught on the... Uh, got caught on the... Well, I was, about, I was also about to say, Rachel Jerry has got this terrible habit coming into a game where she doesn't give the ball back. She walks away and kicks the ball in front of her. And this time, uh, well, Dale uh, Corcoran, Ref Corcoran, he was not afraid to call it out. And as the uh, halftime break is upon us, it was a quick cut flash down the court. Dandenong close up the gap with the layup on the end, 37-35. And, gee, it was just such a, a mismatch once again in that last few minutes. Yeah, it really was. Um, you're right with um, Rachel Jerry. It's just um, some bad habits that the girls have been um, picking up in training. And then again, on the defensive trans- transition there, we just couldn't keep up with Nicole Hunt. So mm. there might be a few things that um, Dean's going to talk about with them in- at halftime. And interestingly enough, Caitlin Ryan having a uh, chat with uh, Darren Corcoran at the moment, along with Dale Walters, so the, the uh, captain. 
and the coach just over there asking a few questions now. Dean's decided to ask a couple of things. But uh, I did notice last week, and I hadn't really noticed it that much uh, before this season, but last week I noticed Rachel had just gotten in the habit of kicking the ball away, getting it away from uh, the opposition. And, uh, well, I guess she got away with it for two games. Yeah, well, it's probably about time that something like that's going to get picked up. But um, it's really just bad habits that the girls have picked up. So hopefully we can wipe them out of um, our gameplay. And as uh, we have half time here at the AIS Training Hall, 37-35, looking just quickly at some of the stats. AIS shooting at 42%, Dandenong now shooting at 43%. Three-point attempts, 25 to 20%. Free throw line, that is scary because you've had 16 trips to the line but only converted on six occasions. That's 38% to Dandenong who have had 12 trips to the line with eight conversions, 67%. Turnovers, Dandenong 10, AIS 8. Uh, points in the paint, 14 to 10, so Dandenong have come back in that last quarter. Liz Cambridge leading all scorers on the floor with 16 points. Then it's five points apiece to Ireland, also to, uh, to Alice Koenig and also to Steph Cumming. Then it is two points to... Oh, sorry, no, it's Harrington with five points. My apologies. Then it's two points with Koenig, uh, also to Malt and to uh, Katie Gaze. Struggling with numbers here for the moment. Um, for Dandenong, their leading scorer is Jennifer Benningfield. Caitlin uh, with 11 points, 8 points for Caitlin Cunningham. And then the only others to worry about, really, 2 on 4 points, which is Katie Ray Esri and also to, for Nicole Hunt. So at the long break, it is the AS with 2-point lead here at the training hall. As we get set for the second half of this, the final home game for the IS in 2008-2009. And we're looking at some of the stats, points from turnovers. Well, I would have thought there would have be been more than two points apiece from turnovers with the number of turnovers we've seen in this first half. Yes, um, definitely. Um, both teams have been um, um, being a bit um, careless with the ball and they need to go in there with the mentality that the ball is golden, that they need to keep their hands on it. Well, returning to the floor, Cambridge coming, Jerry, Harrington and Ireland. Dandenong have the ball to start with though and it's Ryan into Hunt in the backcourt. Esri, Benningfield and McInerney. Goes to Esri now on the right 45 as uh, Ryan gets through the heavy traffic. She gets it but she's further away on the right wing. Then back to McInerney, top of the arc. Left side is Hunt. Hunt gets it to Benningfield who drives down the right lane. Ireland slaps it away. It was into Benningfield and that's a great start to get a defensive turnover. Yeah, fantastic hand there from Kelsey. Ireland will get the inbound ball now from Jerry. Jerry zigzags back and forward. Then it goes to coming over the top. Jerry baseline backs into the paint. Oh, Jerry did extremely well there to work around Benningfield. There's a good feed there and that, um, that back to the basket game from Jerry has really been on the ball lately. Yes, it has. And 39-35, McInerney. Jerry standing off McInerney is always a little bit dangerous. But as we said, Benningfield now in the paint and this time it's Cambridge who gets called for the foul, and uh, Dean jumping up in the air, their hands in the air, frustrated. 
yeah, it's, it's those little fouls that we don't really want to have to give up. We just, in the paint, you just want to be um, up strong with your hands up straight and you don't want to give up those fouls. When you're looking at the game now that you're on the verge of uh, WNBL, do the coaches, do they sort of have that bit more ferociousness to them and uh, a little bit uh, more of a sheep station up for grabs now? Oh, definitely. I mean, um, I mean, with with coaches like these, they're always going to be um, like pushing you and trying to like get you ready. But now that um, we really are on the um, on the brink of this season finishing and going into next season, we're definitely getting more of a feel of what's um, going to happen next year. Oh, inbound ball to Jerry again. She tries to push it up. Oh, working hard too. Trying to pull down the rebound, but McInerney was there. And McInerney now down the floor, gives it to Esri, Benningfield. Benningfield would be happy that she's got the foul away from Cambridge because Cambridge was racking the fouls up. And in the end, Esri, well, just leaves it well short. Oh, they've called a touch on it. See, Cambridge left it go. I just thought Katie Ray left the shot well short there. But uh, she's foxed out a... uh, well, she's foxed out a phantom touch. Esri runs the baseline outside to Benningfield, tries to jack up the three, off the iron. McInerney and Jerry going after it. And it is McInerney who gets her first personal foul of the game. So, Dean Kinsman now calling out the play. I think it was a twist low. I couldn't pick up the call. Harrington now goes to Cumming. Cumming goes to Ireland. Back to Harrington. Cambridge in the paint. Hits the deck, but the shot will count. And she draws the foul. It's a fantastic finish there from Cambridge. She's really she's really putting um, the points up on the board for us at the moment, which is, is fantastic for the team. And Emily McInerney gets her second foul inside, well, 30 seconds. Eight minutes and 18 now, and Cambridge gets to go for the bonus as AIS are out to 41.36 with the shot to come. Oh, rattles in and out. Benningfield, last touch on the ball before... No, they're saying Jerry had last touch on the ball before the baseline, so it will be a Dandenong ball. Hunt brings it back forward. Working away, goes to Ryan on the left lane. Oh, nice little turnaround from Ryan, but it doesn't fall. And Cambridge, and well, coming, working it out into the front court. Now goes left side from Ireland over then to Harrington. Harrington kick out to Ireland. Then it goes to Jerry. Ooh, Jerry. Well, she did well there, but I thought it was almost a step out. And I think she's been called for kicking the ball away again. So Rachel Jerry makes the two points and gets a third personal foul with a kick away. She was warned about knocking the ball away. Yeah, she was, and uh, Dean probably won't be happy with that. But, um, yeah, Rachel just really needs to fix that up at the moment. And but she's providing us with um, so much on the offensive end at the moment. Well, Benningfield now gets the, uh, gets the two. And Dandenong will have the ball back. So it's 43-38, and that's two tech fouls apiece. As Hunt gets it from Ryan, goes back to Ryan, left wing. Ryan looks around. Benningfield, top of the key. 
Then it is Hunt, right 45, but still away from... Oh, Benningfield gets space on the baseline, can't finish off the reverse layup. Cambridge pulls down the rebound, gives it off to Ireland, who goes to Cumming. Cumming then back to Ireland, then to Jerry, left side to Harrington. Harrington backs into Hunt. Oh, moves Hunt out of position, now goes out, gives the outlet pass to Jerry on the baseline. It comes off the iron hard. McInerney hits the deck in the back play. Hunt brings the ball down. Oh, downtown three-pointer never looked like missing from Caitlin Ryan. Yeah, that's um, something that Dean talked about before the game was Caitlin Ryan's three-point shot. You can't really give her any space on that and you've just got to get up in her face and um, apply mm. the pressure. And that was downtown. That was two steps back from the three-point arc as a big off-the-ball charge. And Emily McInerney, she slid about a metre and a half from the push Frustrating, Liz Cambridge, third personal foul on Cambridge as she's subbed out for Tess Madgen. Kate Gaze comes in for Harrington as well. So uh, I, I have noticed over the years the tall girls get very frustrated easily. Yes, and that's really something we can't afford like that. We just um, we have a lot of um, frustration fouls and when we've got our um, top scorer at the moment sitting on three fouls at um, close to the beginning of the third quarter. We really can't have that in games like these. Cambridge with 18 points at this stage of the game. It is a uh, yeah, a big avenue. Now, last week against Logan, you were able to get some more scorers happening and that was, uh, that was uh, important as, well, Ireland and Hunt just having body contact there. Ireland getting into the cylinder, I would have thought of Hunt, but... Uh, well, it's all fair. And two-point lead for the AIS with six minutes, 50 seconds left to go in the quarter as Gaze has the ball. Long way from home. Goes right side to Ireland. Inside to Cumming. Cumming gets herself basket side on Esri. And, uh, sorry, on, uh, on McInerney and makes the basket. Um, that's a part of um, Steph's game that, that absolutely shines, his speed and agility. And uh, like her opposition... I just can't keep up with her on plays like that. Benningfield inside that time, gets a good pass and finishes off with the layup. 45-43 and the score is bucket for bucket at the moment. Madgen trying to take on the A number nine from Danny Nong McInerney. Gives off to Jerry, now goes to Ireland. Ireland, kick out to Cumming. Cumming drives at the basket. Ryan gets a hand in there on the drive and taps the ball away. Esri gets the hand off. Brings it into the front court now. Ryan then back to Benningfield. Back to Hunt. Hunt now kicks it to McInerney. Over the top. Benningfield again finds herself basket side. And Ireland not happy with the uh, giving away that foul. They were um, just a bit late there on the defence then. Um, just lost sight of their players a bit. Well, it's 45 points apiece here as Dean Kinsman goes to the timeout. His first time out of the second half and that is crucial because you've given up that five points that you had the buffer. And that's definitely something we need. We can't really allow Dandenong to um, to get a lead in um, in the second half of this third quarter. I mean, after their absolutely phenomenal win over Lynx um, the other week, they really can't, they really... Um, well, they can't really handle if um, handle it if Danny don't get that lead right now. No, the uh, well, I guess you you guys would have been. I don't know if you got to see the tape of that game, but uh, you would have been looking at the box scores with those numbers. The seventy was it seventy two point victory yeah. against the second last team, and you're going, hmm, <laughs> and we're at the bottom. Mm. Well, definitely, it was. Um, it's probably at the back of all of 
um, the girls' minds at the moment, but hopefully that's something that they that they're um, just disregarding at the moment and they're just sticking to their game. Well, they're definitely in a game, but 5:54, you're sitting on 14 fouls now. You, you've got to be Dean's Angels to uh, get through this quarter without giving them too many trips to the line and putting yourself into the bonus. Yeah, well, hopefully. I mean, we've gone back to the first quarter again with um, being in foul trouble, but hopefully we can draw a few more of them like we were doing last quarter and see if we can get to the stripe ourselves. Well, it is going to the line. Leading scorer for Dandenong in Jennifer Benningfield. 18 points with the shots to come. And it's good. So, Dandenong take the lead by one. 46-45 is coming an island in the backcourt. Get some pressure from Esri and Hunt. Last year they were wearing those blue singlets. This year they're in the white at the training hall. Jerry, left side, goes to Gaze who drives hard at the basket. And that is important because that's Emily McInerney's third personal foul. Getting McInerney... A real defensive specialist into foul trouble is uh, is huge. Yeah, and that's what the girls want to do. They've got um, well, they've got their top scorer um, in foul trouble as well. So that's definitely one thing the girls want to keep doing. Katie Gay's first shot rattles out. Has there been much talk about the uh, the what is it? Five girls or four girls graduating here and their last home game at all? Um, not really. The girls just um. They just want to stay focused for the game, not let these little distractions like that keep their mind from, um, well, from the job, really. So they're just um, focusing on the game. Down he comes in for Dandenong as McInerney uh, sits down. And Alice Koenig comes out for the AS. No, McInerney didn't sit down. It was Esri who sat down. Benningfield now. Turn around in the paint. Oh, can't get the shooter's roll. McInerney dumps it back to Benningfield, who leaves it short. Connect taps it away. Gaze comes up with it. Gives it off to Cumming. Cumming dumps over. Ireland has Downey with a great block over the top. It's over the baseline. AIS will get the ball. But uh, Downey, Alison Downey, they're just uh, athletic, making that stop. And fantastic hands from there. And... She's definitely got the size advantage over Kelsey. Yeah. As uh, it will be, AIS ball from the baseline. Koenig, Island, Gaze, Harrington and... Uh, sorry, no, Madgen and Cumming. The five for the AIS. And uh, one of your teammates doing a nice bit of floor wiping there. Oh, an easy way to earn $10. <laughs> it's across court to Madgen for three. Off the iron, it's short. Madgen gets her own rebound, then works hard in the paint. And that's what uh, all the, the teammates need to see is someone working that hard, trying to get the ball back when they know that it's not going to land. Yeah, well, that, that, that um, sort of hustle in the gameplay really um, really gets all of the girls into, um, into each play and ready to play defence on the next um Trip down the floor. Benningfield gets around Koenig to reverse the layup in for two more. 48 points apiece as oh, Gaze was going for Koenig, looking for sort of a uh, Cambridge style lob in there, but uh, Alice was already cutting out of the paint. And uh, well, the ball's over the baseline and the turnover is affected. Ireland sits down. She's been working very hard as Harrington comes back in. Hunt brings the ball up. Downey over the top, gives it to McInerney. McInerney, and it's coming. They uh, start wrestling it up a bit, and that puts you in the bonus now. 
fifth team foul for the AS. Second personal foul on Steph Cunning. So McInerney will go to the line. And that's something we'll really um, want to put a, um, a stop to now as we've still got four and a half minutes to go and they're already in the bonus. Yeah. Ellie Downing and uh, McInerney sort of arguing over who was that foul actually on. Macca makes the first from the free throw line. She's on uh, three points now. Four with the second completed. So, two point lead. Oh, McInerney inbound steal. Gives it off to Hunt. So, 50 plays 48. Dandenong with the lead. It goes through hands eventually to Esri on the left wing. Esri back now, top of the arc to Hunt. Hunt goes right side to Downey. Benningfield on the right lane. Goes back to Hunt. Shoots over the top of Benningfield. And it doesn't land. Madgen with the rebound. Madgen pushing it up the floor. Gives it to Cumming. Cumming goes back to Gaze. Madgen tried to take the post position on the right. Didn't uh, work out for her that time. As Harrington bounce pass inside to Cumming. And Downey has been called for the foul. So again, that hustle in transition just uh, starting to pay off now. Oh, definitely. Um Tess really got the, that play started, up and running the ball, pushing the ball hard off the um, court, and that's what Dean would want at the moment. As Downey gets her first personal foul, AAS sitting on five team fouls, Dandenong on four, but the AAS, well, throw it straight back over the baseline there. Cass, what happened? Oh, it's just a misconnection between the two girls there. We really can't afford those at this stage of the game, down by two points. Hunt now works around to the right side, goes back to the left, McInerney goes to Cunningham on the little right lane, just can't get the shot to drop, it was a little bit flat, and Gaze on transition, gives it to Kunick and Kunick, well, ties it back up, 50 points apiece. Three minutes and 23 seconds left to go, the crowd's starting to make a bit of noise here, as Esri... Looking around, handoff to McInerney, dumps out to uh, Downey, and Downey now caught on the travel. So as Malt will inbound the ball, Harrington trying to get away from Hunt. Gets away from him, has to go further into the backcourt. Oh, Harrington and Hunt, they've had a great duel right throughout. Handoff to Koenig, Koenig goes right side to uh, Cumming. Cumming gets to Gaze, Gaze goes to Harrington. Malt cutting in the basket. McInerney has got her fourth personal foul and uh, she ended up on the ground there too as McInerney will be frustrated because that puts AIS into the bonus. So now for 2 minutes 59, any team that fouls gets to walk the floor. And so how, how do you rate that uh, floor wiping there? <laughs> oh. Definitely not as good as mine last week. But. Okay, that uh, is is that Hannah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Hannah doing it, and who else is helping Hannah? Um, over there? Nicole. Nicole Seacamp and Hannah Richards, because Hannah is she coming back from some sort of injury there? Hasn't got on the floor yet. Yeah, um, she had a knee reconstruction, so and I think she's back on the floor in at around March. Okay. So. She gets to enjoy uh, you guys going through your drills. AIS hit the lead with the bonus made, or one, one from two made, as Downey, big downtown, a baseline three-pointer, and that gets the uh, that gets the visitors up 53-51. Cumming goes right side. Oh, Harrington drives into the paint, makes the shot, 
and draws Todd Hunter into the foul. So Todd Hunter gets her second personal and that will give uh, the bonus to Harrington. Good work there by Harrington. How has her back been? Because uh, seven points for the game, you'd think it's going all right with the amount of running she's been doing. Oh, well, um, she's she's one of the um, biggest fighters that we have in our team, and even if it was causing her a little bit of pain, she wouldn't let anyone know about it. And She's just got the lead back for us now, so she's looking in good shape. 54 plays 53 as the, the AAS go into the zone. Todd Hunter, oh, just has to work past Downey. Todd Hunter, Benning Field puts up a nice pass from the right-hand elbow, and it's a one-point ball game. Dandenong's favour, 55-54. Two minutes and 13 seconds. Malt now goes right side to Gaze. Gaze looking around. Has to go back to Malt. Into Koenig. Koenig for three. Oh, it just came off the uh, side of the iron that time. But it was the far side from where she was shooting on the left. Todd Hunter brings it into the paint now. Oh, pulls up into a double team. It wasn't a good place to stop. Gets out eventually through hands. Back to Todd Hunter on the right corner. Then the pass back to Esri. Esri drives to the left elbow. Shot doesn't fall. Todd Hunter cleans up. Todd Hunter jacks up one in a prayer on the baseline. And Harrington pulls down the rebound. Goes to Gaze. Gaze bounce pass in the paint. Koenig gets the point. And Alice Koenig now goes to six points for the game. That was fantastic defensive pressure from the girls down there. And that um, gave them momentum to make that play down the court there. 23 for Benningfield as she turns and Jax tries to bank one in from the right elbow once again, but it doesn't fall. AIS back in transition. Going across now, both teams going to a zone. Or if that's a, no, I don't think it is a zone actually, is it? It's fairly loose defence, but no one in the paint for the AIS at the moment. Gaze takes on Esri, drives to the baseline. Shot doesn't fall. Harrington outside for Malt for three. Rattles off the iron, and Todd Hunter will bring it forward. 45 seconds left. McInerney in the right corner. In easy to uh, Esri, who banks it in. And Esri gets the lead back for Dan on 57-56. 30 seconds now left to play. What do you do? Well, they'll be looking to um, keep composed in this, but... Uh... Oh, Alice Koenig had to jack up a shot. She was out of position, but she gave up the dribble on Benningfield. Now it's Downey. 18 seconds left. 57 plays, 56, standing on with the lead. Going to the final break. Todd Hunter pulls back. They don't have any time to waste now. Eight seconds. Todd Hunter's on the left wing. Goes to Benningfield on the left lane. Benningfield gets past Koenig. Doesn't fall. Down he tries the putback. It's not in time. And at the three-quarter time break, it is Dandenong up by one, 57-56. Shooting percentages still 46 for the AAS. And that has been pretty much consistently that throughout the game. 42 for Dandenong. Both teams having the same field goal number of attempts at 48. The big difference, 9 points for the AS from the stripe off 22 attempts. 14 from 19 for Dandenong. Definitely, and that's, well, at only at 41%. That's 9 from 22. That's another... 13 points that we could have on the board right now, so Dean won't be happy with that, but um, our field goal percentage is right where, up where we want it at the moment, so that's good. Rebounds, 29 to 23. 
So just having the advantage there, assists 10 to 8 in favour of Dandenong. Steals 6-5 in favour of Dandenong. Blocks, interestingly enough, 3-1 in favour of Dandenong. With uh, what I would have thought you would have had a, a bit more height advantage, you might have had a few more block shots there. Well, I mean, it's, you know, right position <laughs> at the right time. So, And they've got some athletic bodies out there as well. Yeah, uh, let's see. Turnovers 13 apiece. Steals 5 to, oh, I said that's before, 5 to 6. Uh, foul count at the moment, 18 fouls in total for AIS, or by AIS players, 15 by the Dandenong Rangers. As I don't know if any of these other stats look uh, too much. 6 lead cha- sorry, 17 lead changes. The t- lead's tied 6 times. With the biggest lead, the AIS, seven points. The Dandenong Rangers' biggest lead, three. And the biggest scoring run, five points for the AIS, but uh, the Rangers have had a six-point run on there. Ten minutes left in this game, the final home game for the AIS this season, and it will be the AIS with the ball, Malt, Harrington, Gaze, Jerry and Cumming. Inbound ball goes to Harrington, now to Cumming. Cumming drives left lane, McInerney gets into it. Jarry gets it back, through hands, Malt, Gaze, then off to Harrington. Harrington pushes the pass, Malt had to stretch for it, so instead of going for the three, she dumps off to Jarry, who knocks down a big three. That was a nice move and a good make-up after she looked like she was in good position herself. And a fantastic way to start the quarter off. Charge? No, defensive block Oz being called on Harrington so that will be Harrington's first personal foul it is Downey inbounds the ball to Hunt it's been a great battle between Hunt and Harrington Benningfield in the paint turnaround jump shot is good and we're all tied up once again 59 points apiece 9 minutes and 21 seconds Harrington and Hunt Again, bumping as they bring the ball down. Malt goes for three off the iron. McInerney wraps it up. Just no one there boxing out for the AIS that time. As it is, Esri gets it to Benningfield. Benningfield leaves it short and Cumming brings down the rebound. Right side now. Cumming goes back to Malt. Malt goes to Gaze. Gaze jacks it up from the right elbow. Air ball from Gaze. Uh, Jerry tries to throw it back in but can't uh, stay in the air long enough to make the play. 8.52 and this is probably a big sub now as Liv Cambridge comes in for Rosie Malt. It uh, is a fair bit of a change too because Cambridge is definitely your inside girl and uh, Rosie likes that perimeter. Oh, definitely and well, they have gone into a zone now so they've got a big body in the paint ready to box out and get those rebounds. Well, it's Cumming who pulls down the rebound from Hunter who jacked up a downtown three. Goes left side to Harrington. Harrington inside to Jerry. Jerry's on Benningfield and Jerry gets the bucket to land. She, once again, you said before, she likes the back-to-basket play. Yeah, and she can go either way off that right or left and she's, she's gone really well with that this game and Benningfield recently. gets her fourth personal as Ireland comes in to give Harrington a break and... Uh, well, this is a big break too because Harrington, I think, has had gazes, uh, has had Hunt's measure throughout the game and certainly been niggling her and putting her off her games, whereas I don't think Ireland has been as successful as, at doing that. Uh, yes, that was um, um, Kez's task before the game was to 
um, just get up in the faces of their guards, just annoy them and frustrate them. So she's done that so far. Ali Downey, big three-pointer from the baseline, ties it all back up at 62 points apiece. After Jerry made the bonus at the other end, Jerry now kicks it right side to Gaze. Gaze over the top, finds it to Cambridge. Cambridge banks it in and gets the foul from Downey this time. So I think Liz Cambridge has worked there with the ball in the air. That was pretty important. She had to like volleyball knock it up until she could get her hands in position to grab it. The pass a little tad low. Yeah, but that was great control, ball control from her with her hands and she's had an impact. She's only just come back into the game and she's already had an effect on our game. Gambage now at the line, shoots for the bonus, it's all net, and it's 65, plays 62, 7 minutes and 59 seconds as Emily McInerney takes her time to get the play restarted into the hands of Nicole Hunt. Back into the zone now, and this zone defence, well, it has been working well so far. They've had to go to the perimeter to try and get around it. Benningfield now. Left side, inside, outside the McInerney. Oh, Esri just finds some room. Load post, right-hand side. Shot doesn't fall, though. Jerry dribbles it down. Kicks it over to Cambridge. Cambridge, oh, tries to bank it in. Doesn't fall. McInerney knocks it over to Hunt. Cambridge hits the deck here, so there's a mismatch in the zone. But Esri trying to hit Bennyfield in the paint when they knew they had that mismatch just a little bit out of reach. So as Caitlin Ryan comes in for Esri... It is coming to inbound the ball. So coming inbound ball to Ireland. Ireland working around, goes left side to... Sorry, yeah, Ireland goes to Jerry. Jerry goes back to Ireland. Gaze now. Gaze. Oh, Jerry has to reach back to get it. Gets in the paint though and banks it in again. Nice little... She likes that little uh, hook. Yeah, she does from... From the right side, definitely. That's her game. Inside, hard pass to Hunt, who couldn't convert as uh, Ireland. Looked like she might have copped a bit of an elbow that time as Hunt was coming through. And Ireland picks up her third. I guess her head invaded the cylinder that time. Hunt inbound the ball. Seven minutes left as it goes to McInerney on the left wing. Goes back now to... Uh, Ryan, Ryan gives it to Downey Downey takes on Gaze and makes the layup right hand side it is Ireland bringing it down, 67 play 64, AIS with the advantage, 6 minutes 40 seconds left, coming, ball on the floor just working it round the arc to Gaze Gaze, back across to Jerry everyone was concentrating on Liz then and they allowed Jerry to get a, a good hard pass it was a good pass by Gaze to get to her but she finished it off well and that's another advantage of having a big body like, like that she just draws the defensive players which leaves our other players open 69-64 6 minutes 20 left as Downey who's had a big in, oh, has had a big few moments in this game has drawn the foul out of Steph Cumming as Cumming had hands on the ball, but as Downey ripped around, the hand on the ball became uh, an arm into the body. So Kate Gay sits down now. Cumming gets her third personal. Hunt inbound to Downey. Downey gets the shot away quickly. It doesn't land. And Ireland pushing the floor. Gets it to Madgen. Madgen thinks about three. Goes across court. Gives it to Jerry. Jerry has to... Uh, well, she almost got a falcon that time. She had to go back and get it. Then drives baseline, tried the reverse layup, but didn't land. 
And Hunt quickly pushes it again to Downey. Downey has Cambridge in front of her. McInerney, top of the arc. Goes back to Downey on. No one went to Downey as she went to the corner. And she likes having time at 68-67. Uh, 69-67. Five minutes and 40 left. And, yeah, you're going to have to tighten up on Downey. Oh, definitely. You can't lose sight of her for a second. Otherwise, she's just going to hit that outside shot. Madgen goes right to Island. Oh, a pushing foul. It goes against Rachel Jerry, and Jerry gets her fourth. And that is also a problem because you had the ball in offense. Mm. Well, Dean's just called a timeout, so he's probably wanting the girls to regain a bit of their control in the game. They've they've only got the, they've got the two point lead at the moment, but they just seem to be falling back a little bit there in the last minute or so. So he'll be he'll be wanting to. Um, just um, regather the girls and get their heads back where they want them to be. 69 plays 67 here at the training hall as it is the AIS who are trying for their second win of the season with 5 minutes 30 seconds left. Well, it's almost within sight. Leading scorer on the floor is Jennifer Benningfield on 25. Then it's Ali Downey on 11. And next best, Caitlin Cunningham on 8 for Dandy. For the shoot, it is Cambridge on 21, Jerry on 14, and Harrington on 8. And the biggest worry, highest score on the floor, three personal fouls. Next best score on the floor, four personal fouls. Although saying that, you do have Harrington with those 8 points, coming with 7, 6 for Koenig, and uh, 5 for Ireland. And that's definitely what you want in the game. You want an overall contribution for all of the girls. So if in the case that the girls do get in a bit of foul trouble, you've got other people who can keep the keep getting the points on the board for us. Scoring is 13 points to 10 in this quarter as Prost is back out there. Jerry's now, well, drawn out the travel on Faith Prost. So that was a big move. Her, um, Madgen and Jerry just both getting in the lane or getting in into her, stopping her from dribbling that ball. Yeah, that was a very aggressive play there from the girls and that's what Dean would want, just coming out from the timeout. Jerry now goes left, gives it to Madgen. Madgen hand off to Harrington. There's no on the right side, so Madgen cuts that way, gets the ball from Harrington now. Lob over the top, bit too ambitious, even for Cambridge. And Hunt, oh, Hunt looks to finish it off herself. Doesn't fall down, he goes to ground. Sorry, Benningfield goes to ground. Harrington kicks it up. No, it was stacks on the mill. Ryan was on the ground and Harrington fell over her, throwing it forward to Ireland. Ireland, trying to drive up there, had McInerney, just McInerney reads the game so well on those fast breaks, stood in front of her and basically gave her nowhere to move. Kelsey could feel her presence, tried to move twice on the same foot. Travel. That was just fantastic pressure there by McInerney. Got in the right place at the right time and that was really good positioning. 69 plays 67 as the court sweepers were back out on the floor. Hunt goes to McInerney. McInerney, she could really make a difference here if she started to look at shooting because the AS is still staying off her. Hunt gets space, rattles off a three, doesn't fall, and it goes through Cambridge to Madgen, Madgen to Ireland. Ireland over the top. They're looking for Cambridge. This is where you need Rachel to take that second uh, paint position 
as the ball went going into Cambridge. It was touched by Dandenong. So AIS get the ball back again as Hunt is really harassing Ireland. Ireland bounce pass inside and this time Madgen was the recipient and finished it off. 71-67, 4 minutes and 10 seconds left. And, uh, well, are you getting to uh, Liz focused in the paint? Uh, maybe a bit there. There were just um, two plays there where we tried to force the pass in. I think, like you said, get Liz to draw the other players and maybe find Jerry on the high elbow and then she can rip and drive. Oh, Jerry gets the pass from Harrington, but it was behind her and she was already in motion. She tried to run backwards and pull it in. But it was a little bit too much that time. Turnover affected. Three minutes 57 as Frost comes out of the game. And it is McInerney, Hunt, Downey, Benningfield and Ryan. Uh, quite an experienced lineup there. Downey in the paint. Goes out to Benningfield. Benningfield nowhere to go with Cambridge in front of her. Now it's Hunt. Watched by Harrington. That's Downey. Downey gets the drive on Madgen. Can't bank the shot in. But Madgen will get her second personal foul. That puts them in the bonus too, Dandenong getting AIS's 15 foul. So that'll take Downey to the line. Coming checks in for Madgen. 3 minutes 42, Nicole Hunt goes over to have a chat with Dale Walters. She's seen something out there that she wanted to report back to head office. Downey makes the first. 71-68. And the second, 71-69 here with 3.42. Harrington gets the inbound ball from coming. Three minutes and 36 seconds. Ireland then goes right side to Harrington. Harrington ball on the floor, tries to get away from Ryan, has to go back to Ireland, inside to Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge, that was a huge move. Ball in one hand, Cooter style, and she just reached up and uh, just leisurely dropped it in. Wasn't quite a dunk, but gee, it was close. 73-69, Benningfield goes left side to uh, McInerney, McInerney handoff to Hunt, left side still, back at the top of the arc, goes to Downey, now Benningfield, Benningfield drives on Cambridge, rattles in eventually and Cambridge has to inbound it to Ireland, Hunt watching Ireland at the moment, Hunt just getting worked over there by Ireland, Ireland goes to Cambridge, Cambridge absolutely mugged, Caitlin Ryan couldn't do a thing about it, she just Saw the ball and had to reach in for it. And that was uh, fantastic hands again there by um, Liz. She had to reach back overhead to grab that ball and get it around and try and get the shot up. Two minutes and 51 seconds. Cambridge goes to the line. How was that a shooting foul? She was trying to grab the ball. I think that's a lucky We'll take that. (laughs) The grey team always fascinates me. Cambridge makes the first. as Benningfield just had a towel on the sideline there. She threw it back into the uh, benches. Second shot is all net as well. Two minutes 51 and it's 75, plays 71 here at the training hall. As it goes left side to Ryan. Ryan now goes back to Benningfield, back to Hunt. Hunt looking around, goes to Downey. Downey drives on coming, kick out to McInerney. McInerney fakes the shot, then goes to Hunt again. Hunt puts up the three, Cambridge, well... That was uh, a roar from Cambridge there as she pulled that rebound down. Harrington has to reach for her. The pass, cross-court from Jerry. Then it goes back to Ireland, who's almost in the centre circle. It goes right side to Cunningham. Cross to Jerry. Inside to Cambridge. And that is nice play there. As timeout is called by Dale Walters. The AIS out to a six-point break now. 
77-71, two minutes and nine seconds. It'll be very, very happy with the way with um, the position they're sitting at now. Dale just had to call that time out. Felt like his team was getting behind a bit, and now they've got the AIS has got the six-point lead, so they'll be happy with that. With only two minutes left to go. 27 points apiece. The leading scorers on the floor: Ian Liz Cambridge and also Jennifer Benningfield. Then next best scorer: 14 for Rachel Jarry for the AIS. There's 13 points for Ali Downey and then the rest of the players all in single figures. Rebounding, well, eight uh, piece for the AIS. Best on, on Dandenong side is McInerney with nine and Benningfield with six. I'd say Cambridge and probably Harrington are your leading rebounders. Or Madgen was up there before. Let's have a look where are those rebounds here. It is eight for Jerry and Madgen, eight apiece. Then it's seven for Cumming. Gee, Liz has had a quiet night. Only the five rebounds, 27 points uh, and three personal fouls. She's had eight fouls against her though and that, that's an important stat, isn't it? Yeah, she's done fantastic this game of drawing those fouls under the basket and getting to the line. All right, 77 play 71 here at the training hall. Two minutes left. McInerney has the ball in her hands. She drives into the paint, then, oh, gets caught on the travel there as the pass was going to Downey. And that's, I guess that's the thing two ways. When you don't have the competence to shoot it up, you, um, you do get yourself into a trap there because players will stay down on you. They won't ever jump on you. Yeah, and if you just hesitate for that single second there, they can, and if the defensive pressure's good, then they will force that travel on you. As double teamed in the backcourt, Ireland throws it away. And uh, there really needed to be more help out there by the AAS. Yeah, they really did. They were um, pressing his then, doubling the ball, and so we need that help coming back to the ball. 77-71, one minute and 45 seconds left to go as Ryan gets it from Benningfield. Uh, Ryan jacked up the three. Oh, Ireland got a big piece of the arm that time. In fact, she got a big piece of the ball. So it will be Dandenong from the baseline. 14 seconds left on the shot clock now with a minute 41. Inbound pass goes to Downey. Cumming is watching her, not giving her any room at all. Cumming has to force, uh, Downey has to force up the shot. It goes off the backboard to uh, McInerney. McInerney pushes it back inside to Benningfield. Benningfield working on Cambridge but can't get the points. And now it is Nicole Hunt being drawn into a foul in the backcourt against, well, Kieran Harrington. And that is Hunt's second personal foul. For as ferocious as that battle has been all night, to have Hunt on two fouls and uh, Harrington on one, that is uh, fairly amazing. Harrington now has to go back to... Uh, has to go backwards to Steph Cumming and Hunt just pushes Cumming over to stop the clock once again. And I guess that's one of the things too that Danny Nong are trying to do with the shoot holding the ball, they do need to stop the clock and get the uh, get the possessions back. Put the pressure on you, you're not shooting well from the line at 50%. Yeah, but um, we'll, we're in the bonus now, so every foul we're going to go to the line and hopefully we can uh, start converting on these. <laughs> Steph coming hard off the back of the iron and it's away. Second rattles in and out, Benningfield pulls down the rebound, so a minute 16 seconds left. Both teams in the bonus, so we wouldn't expect many chopping fouls here. Although the ARS are in front by six with a minute ten as Cambridge has Downey run past her 
McInerney gets the ball back, passes it to Downey. It was a turnover for a moment, and eventually Nicole Hunt is pushed out over the baseline by Kelsey Island. So you're all having a red-hot go at Island there, at um, Hunt there. Harrington now under pressure. She's double-teamed again. The pass across goes to Island. Island and Downey, and Downey has been called for the foul. Again, it was an interesting play. You don't look confident on this full-court pressure. Oh, not really at all. It's it's very hard to remain composed when you've got a team like Dandenong pressuring you up the court, and it's such a vital part in the game. Island at the line. Ooh, first one rattles in and out again. 54 seconds, 54.3 seconds, in fact, six-point lead to the chute. It'd be a nice way to finish off the season at home as the second one rattles in and out. McInerney pulls down the rebound. That's rebound number 11 now for McInerney. 48 seconds left. McInerney through hands to Ryan from downtown. Banks it up but it hits the backboard. McInerney going hard trying to control that ball. Just can't get the dribble in time and it's over the baseline. It's the AIS by six, 41 seconds. So effectively three possessions left in the game as Hunt and Harrington are pushing and uh, prodding each other. Goes inbound to Harrington, then to Jerry, to Cambridge. Cambridge, big dribble on the floor to the baseline. Oh, I wish he had to finish that off. That would have looked great. Coming, goes back to Harrington. Harrington is over by the circle and Downey has got into position, got the concrete set, and Harrington's charged her. Turnover, 28.8 seconds. and That was a line ball call on who did what to whom. Oh, definitely. But, um, you know, that was, it was fantastic defensive pressure, so credit to them for that. Two possessions left in regular time. Hands have to stay up by the AIS now as... Cam as Ryan goes to Benningfield who knocks down a big three. 16 seconds left. The AIS have to control it into the front court as Jerry goes to Harrington. It's all into the front court. Jerry has got it. Jerry now goes back to Ireland. Ireland, six seconds left. Coming holds onto it. Ireland gets the foul from Downey. And uh, once again, you're in the position. You had 16 seconds left on the game clock. But you have to get it into the front court in <laughs> before the game runs out. You couldn't just hold it in the back court there. Yeah, well, with pressure like that, it's definitely hard even to get it over the halfway line. But now that they did, Kelsey's on the line for two, and hopefully this time we'll make the pair. Yeah, 77 play, 74. So it's still one shot in it with 3.1 seconds to go. Of course, the situation is you make the first... Do you make the second or do you just rattle that thing off the backboard and give them no time to try and jack up a three or oh. to jack up anything? You know, once you get to a four-point lead. Uh, well, right now we're probably, probably looking to sink them both at the moment, but I'm even if we're trying to yeah, sink You understand them, what I'm saying. Yeah. When do you go for the deliberate miss? Oh, it's hard to say when you go for a miss like that. 77 play 74 here. AIS in this quarter is uh, 24 points in the quarter. One of the best last quarters for the AIS this season to 17, sorry, 21 for AIS in this last quarter to 17 for Dandenong. And one good thing here is we've seen a consistent performance by the AIS. 19, 18, 19 and now 21 in the home stretch. 77 play 74. Of course, 
As far as your defence goes, giving away 74 points is a little higher than what coaches like. It's all quiet here as Ireland makes the first and we're out to a four-point lead for the AIS. And probably a fitting way for coming. Gays, all to finish up their career here at the training hall with a win. Timeout has been called and it will be 3.1 seconds left as both were made. Well, a perfect time to start hitting your free throws. Oh, definitely. She would have really had the pressure on her there and if you can hit those... Those free throws at the crucial times, then you're looking good. 79 plays, 74 with the timeout called by Dean Kinsman. And, all right, what's Dean telling the girls to do now in defence? Do you let them come down in the front court? You, you just need to keep your hands out. And it's only three seconds for them to possibly try and score that uh, five points. Well, the crucial thing at the moment is not to foul. And if they're going to get up that three-point shot, pressure on, but don't. Don't like hand, no hand fouls or anything like that. That's probably what he's saying to them at the moment. Just, you know, good defence, but not um, fouling them. Mm. Ball will come in from the side. It's Benningfield, Downey, Ryan, McInerney, and Hunt for Dandenong to return to the floor. That's a very experienced lineup for the Dandenong Rangers. For the AIS, well, last year Dean Kinsman was in a position where he ran all the uh, senior girls for the last few minutes of the game. This time, he wants the win. Ryan jacks up the three. It's off the side of the line. And the AIS have their second win of the year. And Steph coming, Katie Gaze embracing in the uh, in the centre of the court there as uh, they have a win on their home court for the final time. And that would be an absolutely amazing feel, feeling for the girls right now for their second win of the season, for it to be at home, their last game. And... That's, that would be amazing for them. Well, it's great to see the AIS with a win. Dandenong was in red-hot form coming into this game. But the shoots on the night were too good for the Rangers. Looking at the top scorers, Cambridge with 27. Then it was down to 14 for Rachel Jerry, who played such an important part of this game. Oh, definitely. Jerry, she's the... She's, if, if Liz isn't there... Um, hitting down the points inside and Rachel's always there and she plays a consistent part every game, every time she steps out on the floor and tonight she's done it again. And uh, there will be a couple of presentations before the girls start their warm down for the graduating girls here in their uh, last game at the Chute. Uh, looking at some of the other stats there, six points for Harrington, seven points apiece for Ireland and Cumming. Then it's six points for Connect. Uh, four points uh, also for Madgen and three points apiece for Malt and also for Gaze. For the Dandenong Rangers, leading scorer was uh, Jennifer Benningfield with 30 points, Alison Downey with 13, Caitlin Cunningham with eight, rebounds McInerney with 11, Benningfield with seven and Hunt with four, McInerney five assists and three uh, steals. Uh, a remarkable uh, career, Emily McInerney, and uh, fitting her last game in Canberra is played on the training hall. For the uh, defensive side of your game in the AIS cast, it was Steph Cumming, I think, leading rebounder as the, uh, it resets on me right as I start to say it. But, uh, well, 
Congratulations, a win in your first time in the commentary box. You've got one over Jill already. <laughs> oh, thank you. As, uh, all right, uh, sorry, no, Jerry with nine, Madgen with eight and seven for coming. Seven and uh, Steph Cummings seem to have worked well tonight. She's got the three lucky sevens. Steph Cummings with three assists, also with three steals and one block shot. The AS shooting at 49% and Danny Nong from 38%. Uh, once again, 47 from the free throw line, 76 Danny Nong from the free throw line. Turnovers, well, it was uh, a bit up and down the floor, 19 to 17, the AS with more there. Uh, assists 12 to 13, Dandenong's favour, steals 5 to 7, Dandenong's favour, and blocks 3 to 1, Dandenong's favour. So, an interesting night, Cass. We'll let you get with your teammates now, but thanks very much for joining us, and uh, all the best in the off season as you um, get ready for some international trips away. Thanks, Craig, and thanks for having me. As, uh, well, Cass Mangos leaves us now. We'll hear from the coaches here and then be back to wrap it all up on Sport Radio. This is AIS Basketball. Great way to finish the season with a solid win, 79-74 to 74 over Dandenong. Yeah, I tell you what, we certainly take that, and uh, it's a long time between wins for the girls and, it's a real, and for the staff as well. So it's, uh, it's a really pleasing thing for them to stick at it because there were times when we were a little shaky. Our three-throw shooting wasn't, you know, wasn't terrific. And uh, you know, probably a couple of errors down the stretch where we could have had a bit more composure, but... You know, I guess you've got to learn out of things, and for the girls to get an actual W to learn um, is a really good experience for them. number of girls making their final appearance in the singlet, as we said before the game, and uh, there was none more excited than Steph coming, who had an important role tonight, and Kate Gaze. Yeah, look, you know, they, Gaze is a really, you know, heart and soul of the group. She's got that bubbly nature about her, and I think right at the end there, it kind of hit her that that's her last game on the home court here, and... You know, she's been with us for two and a half years and, and you know, good honour. She's really stuck with it um, and Steph is just such a really good athlete and she had a great year last year. She's probably been down a little bit this year but her stuff after Christmas has been good and, and, you know, for her, she's got to peak at the right time so we go to the Wells and, you know, she's bubbling along there and plays on the world stage at her age level and, and we're looking for some really good things from her. Well, off on the road to finish off the season and then, of course, it's into the Australian singlets and uh, concentrating on international ball. Yeah, look, we had uh, 10 hours of meetings today. I, I got out of there at 10 past 6 and got changed and walked straight to the court. And, you know, that's what my job's all about. It's about forward planning. It's about projecting out to 2.11, 2.12, 2.13. And you're right, we get Benny go on Sunday. And, uh, you know, like the girls have got it. Like, they played really, really well against us here last time. And we really want to, you know, try and peg back a bit. And there's no, no better time to come back out after a win with a bit of confidence. And... They're a good team, so look, you know, hopefully we can finish that last game off, and then you're right, green and gold goes on, and uh, you know that brings a whole new dimension to uh, to their focus. And one thing fans can look forward to with the AIS next year is what we saw from Harrington in up against uh, Nicole Hunt, who's no slouch herself, but they were just in and out of all game. Oh, look, clearly, you know, like Karen's done a terrific job. She came in here, you know not even at 16 years of age and, and uh, her 12 months in has been really good for her it's been a tough one at different stages but I t- she's a good athlete she's strong and you're right I thought she really you know, battled hard there tonight and did a really good job for us and curbed a bit of uh, Nikki's uh, influence because I've got a, a heck of a lot of time for Nikki Hunter I think she's going to be a terrific player and uh, yeah really good stuff good signs for us we've got an, a really exciting uh, 12 or 15 kids that we're looking at to come in and really athletic and up and down the floor and our game will change a little bit and the eight that we're probably going to keep you know, towards next year and supplement that with some really athletic people. I think we've got some, uh, some good things happening next year. Well, we wish you all the best for 
the uh, final round and then of course all the international duties ahead. Thanks very much. I appreciate your time this year and uh, support of our program and and uh, the, really the understanding for our listeners as well, like where the young players are at and their growth and maturity. We talked today about trying to put uh, older heads and smarter basketball heads on, on young shoulders and, and that's really what we're about. And, you know, getting a win, people can't underestimate how much that actually means to their development. So, uh, yeah, thanks for the support and uh, we'll be back again stronger next year. Okay, your final home game for the AAS, how does it feel? Oh, it's a bit surreal to be here for so long and... Finally coming to an end where WNBL is finishing and I'm not going to play in this thing with these girls again. So it's surreal and very quite emotional. I couldn't keep myself together in the team huddle at the end. But, um, yeah, it's an end of a part of my life and, and yeah, just looking forward to the next part. Of course, uh, still busy times ahead. One more game in the WNBL and then international duties, we hope. Yeah, yeah we've got one more game against Bendigo. Hopefully we'll finish the season off strong with maybe another win and then we're pretty busy with tours, camps, um, more tours and then eventually world championships, which I'm hoping to make. So, very busy. And Karen's got you that contract already signed, I hope. Oh, Karen's chasing me, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, don't know. But looking forward to what's ahead. I'm not sure what it is either, so just looking forward to it. Well, all the very best. Thank you. See you around. Marco, tough night tonight. Uh, I guess your final trip to the AAS gym where uh, you've enjoyed a lot of ball in the uh, past? Uh, yeah, certainly. I've, uh, I recall not winning too many games when I played here many, many years ago and unfortunately this is going to be my last game here so it's probably not the way Dan and I had planned on, uh, on going tonight but look, it's a hard-fought game and, and the good thing is that the AAS girls are playing really well and, and that's the future of women's basketball in Australia so I suppose it's exciting. You made the decision to finish up the end of this year fairly early in the year. How have you enjoyed this last season? Have you been able to enjoy it? Um, look, it's been very... Uh, it's a different sort of season. My focus was to make sure I was enjoying it. So I think I have, um, I have been able to get out of basketball what I wanted this season, but it would have been nice to get a few more wins on the board just, uh, just for the team morale, really. But, um, but look, the, the girls have been fantastic this season. The coaching staff um, have been very enjoyable to be part of the Danny Nong program for my final year. And, uh, and, yeah, I knew it from the start there were going to be a lot of lasts this season and um, yeah it's, it's been very enjoyable. And have you had time to think back of what's been the career highlight with Opals and championships and all that sort of stuff you've uh, managed to enjoy? Yeah uh, look the, the gold medals at the World Championships and Come Games certainly feature highly on my highlights of my career but um, my time at Dandenong has been really good and the two championships that we won back to back they were very special because it's, it's a couple of years of hard work as a group and, uh, and that was fantastic. Well, I know everyone in Canberra enjoyed seeing you here even if you were beaten up on the girls. <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks a lot. So in the end, it was the AIS successful. As you could hear from Dean Kinsman, he was wrapped with the result. Unfortunately, Dale Walters didn't want to talk to us, as you could imagine. He was very disappointed. But for two players who have made their last appearances for the AIS and for Dandenong, you could tell that they have had a uh, well some great experiences. On behalf of Kirsch Mangos, it is Craig Ravel wishing all the very best. Remember, we've got one more game in the regular season for broadcast next weekend when the uh, Canberra Transit Capitals take on the Perth Lynx. We look forward to bringing you all the action from there. But on, on behalf of the entire AIS basketball team, Mark Aston, Michelle Hocking, also from Simon Peters, it's Craig Ravel wishing you all the best.